Hello, and welcome to Healthcare on the Rocks, Employee Benefits with a Twist. I'm Jennifer Jones, Population Health Practice Leader at Springbuck. And I'm Mike Pattengale, Senior Account Executive for Channel Sales. In this podcast, we talk with employers, benefits advisors, technology innovators, and other experts in wellness, human resources, and healthcare. Today, our guest is the first name on the shingle for one of the largest independent health insurance brokers in the Midwest. Scott McGowan is the CEO of McGowan Braybender, which has offices in Dayton, Columbus, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis. He works on vision casting, strategy alignment, and leadership deployment. He's been with MB since 1988, and his professional philosophy is that as a business leader, for him, it's always been about the people, always has been, always will be. Scott believes you cannot threaten, coerce, or reward people to care. You can only awaken the desire inside of them and give them the permission and encouragement to do so. Products are delivered by people, and when people believe in themselves, they will believe in you. Scott, thank you so much for joining the show today, where it's a pleasure to have you on here. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Scott, our podcast name is Healthcare on the Rocks, Employee Benefits with a Twist. What's the biggest twist you've seen in employee benefits during your career? Oh, my gosh. Uh, big question. You know, I think it's, it's interesting. So we innovate. Uh, and then I think when I started, we had the evolution of HMOs, capitations, clinics, right? And guess where we are right now? Beginning to look at narrow networks, HMOs, clinics, right? And it's just, you know, the, I, I, would, I would hope that this industry would evolve much faster than it has. But it's, you know, it's 17% of our economy. It is a gigantic, epic battleship. And to turn this thing is hard work. Do you think with where we're situated today, you know, obviously we've seen all these trends come back around. Do you think we're at a tipping point where change can actually occur? You know, I think so. I think the one thing, too, that we all have to realize is that employers are the real payers of health care. So they pay for their own health care. They also have payroll. Those folks on payroll pay taxes. And the last time I checked, those three the employers and employees pay taxes, which pays for Medicare and Medicaid. And we get to pay the most. So... I think we've woken up to the fact that we should have greater control. We should have a louder voice. We should be entered into the conversation. And I think we've earned the right to have that. And I think we're actually building a bigger voice and making faster decisions. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably a Pollyanna. Maybe I'm a unicorn, uh, but uh, I'm an internal optimist. I do think that together um, we can make some massive change. And I think we're, I, I think we're on the brink of it. So you obviously bring a tremendous amount of experience um, to your clients and and to MB, but we're curious what, you know, what made you enter into this healthcare uh, insurance uh, profession? Well, I I mean, I actually sold, I I sold loose diamonds in New York City before I came to McGowan Braybender. Um, That might be another podcast episode in and of itself. Yeah. To people like you, you used to be really curious about talking about that. And then I bring up insurance and they're like, Ugh. like, you know, put a fork in there. Let's talk about something else. Um, 
but you know that, that was a lot of traveling and i was really young and you know to be honest with you i wanted to be around when um you know when i got married and had kids that i, I wanted to be maybe a soccer coach and i wanted to be a dad that was home uh and i knew that probably wasn't going to work for me so i started here in 1988 and and never looked back and and i've loved it ever since and just going back to, I, you know, at the end of the day, every culture is about people. And I don't care what you do, whether it's insurance or whether you're an attorney or whether you're selling tires. It's about the people and um, caring about your people, which will ultimately you end up caring about your customers. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And actually something I was curious about just in my role in the relationship I have with the different folks at Magone Braybender, uh, I've had the privilege of seeing a bit into the unique culture that you all have built there. Um, can you share just a little bit more about it? Uh, something that really sticks out to me is the, the toy closet that you all have and then the little wagon that I think it's like your closed one uh, wagon. So would love if you could share a little bit more about that for our listeners. I feel like that's not a little wagon. Oh, yeah, it is a big wagon. Sorry. <laughs> it's a big wagon. More of a Zamboni for those uh, that, that haven't seen it. It's, it's called the victory cart. So every office has one. It's got a tractor seat on top of it, and we've pushed people through the building to celebrate really amazing things. So whether they passed a test or uh, maybe there's an anniversary, just something to celebrate in the office. Uh, and then probably our family wall. So you've got 200 people and four different offices and a picture of every family member, you know, on the wall. And a lot of those ideas we borrowed from other organizations. Uh, I think the victory cart's ours. I think we came up with that ourselves. Um, and the toy closet was something where little kids would come in and my dad would always go to his desk trying to give them something, you know, whether it be a paperweight or a paperclip or whatever. Uh, and one day he just decided, I'm just going to go to the store and buy some toys. Uh, and that's what happened. And now we have a full-blown toy closet in every single office. Yeah, no, I, I loved seeing that. Uh, another piece that has really just been awesome to watch as I've followed you over the duration of our partnership uh, is your Thankful Thursday posts on different social media platforms. I'm curious, how did that come about? And maybe what's the greatest takeaway that you've uh, you know taken from that? You know, I think as leaders, our number one job is to encourage people. And my dad had a saying, he told me, and it took me a long time to figure this out. He said, everybody needs encouragement and the people that deserve it the least need it the most. So as leaders, it's really easy to recognize the person number one in sales, the people climbing the ladder, because um, everybody comes to work and wants to do their best. Unfortunately, we bring divorce to work. We bring marriages to work. We bring kids that didn't make the select soccer team to work. We bring sick parents to work. And everyone's doing their best, and sometimes your best just isn't that great. And so when you love people in the bottom, they will normally rise to the top. Um, the thankful Thursday, I was walking through the office, and we had this – she's awesome person. She had this sign on her desk, on her chair, that said, I'm not feeling well today. I'm sorry. I'm not as perky as I normally am. And I was like, what a beautiful way to tell someone that you're just not feeling good. And for some, it was on a Thursday. And for some reason, I just did this video. And it was like less than a minute. Threw it on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, and Facebook. And it just took off. Uh, and so I think I've done it every Thursday for three years now. And just finding random people. And just talking about something, and it's goofy. People run for me on Thursdays. Nobody wants to be <laughs> on it. But I enjoy it. It's fun. 
Yeah, that might be the only day I decline a call from you just in in, in fear of no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Perfect. Good thing today's not Thursday. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit here. Um, speaking more to MB, knowing that you are a data-driven shop, uh, we know you have an incredible team that supports you from an analytic perspective. We know Kelly is is amazing at everything she does to support your team. So can you talk a little bit as far as how you all are really using data to better serve your clients and, and the innovation and new offerings are how that gets all packaged together to, to serve your clients. Yeah, I think we're like a lot of firms too, where historically we had a huge reporting engine and a big reporting uh, department. But for the most part, what we saw was that was mostly retrospective. So what happened? How much did it cost? Where did they go? And then after that's passed, I mean, what are you going to do about it? Uh, and I think what we really saw in data is, hey, instead of looking through the, the mirror, uh, how do we look through the windshield and look forward and take people on a journey in regards to, hey, how do we mitigate this risk? What does that risk look like? What can we be forecasting uh, our population? And, you know, and data tells us that. Um, data tells us a lot of information. And, um, you know, and it's just going to get bigger and faster. We're going to have to be, be more astute to it, more attuned to it. And how do your clients... Uh, you know, knowing that there, there's so much data that's out there. And again, there's so much we can do with that now. How, how do you approach that subject with them, knowing that it can be extremely overwhelming as an employer that, you know, is, is trying to manage five other different priorities? Yeah, you know, I think for the most part, um, you know, a lot of the, obviously COVID, they've got a lot of things on their plate. Uh, you, you know what they want is they just want to know somebody else is watching it and cares about it as much as maybe they should. Uh, and then when we're able to show them the risk models and the risk scores, the compliance rates in regards to where the workforce is, uh, where care is being delivered, where we should be focusing on, we can give them um, recommendations. And then ultimately they get to choose you know, how deep they want to lean into it. But before they would just wait on this green bar paper you know, from a carrier that said, this is what happened. Uh, and they were tired of it. So, you know, tell me more. I love the fact that, you know, when you torture data, it tells a story. Uh, and I think that's what data, you know, it, it compels us to think differently about where we were and where, where we should be going. I like it. Yeah, that's great. Um, so thinking back just on the, the podcast that you all host there at McGowan Bray Bender, Side Effects with an A, uh, personally, my favorite episode is the best career you've never considered. Uh, in, in that episode, you talk a lot about increasing awareness for opportunities within the healthcare industry. Uh, for our listeners out there, maybe friends or, or family members of ours uh, that might either be in the job market or maybe folks looking to start their career. Uh, what's maybe one piece of advice you'd give them or uh, one thing you'd share as to why they should consider this industry as their career? Well, it's 17% of our economy. It's never going away. So it is big. It's bigger than any economy we have in the United States. And it needs young people uh, that care. And so this generation that we're looking at today is purpose-driven. So our purpose is less disease, less cost. 
Uh, and also, even for this generation, I mean, w- unfortunately, this industry is so slow. It's paper driven. It's insurance. It's it's you know, it's unfortunately it's run by a bunch of old people that drive old Oldsmobiles. <laughs> so it needs that young, breath, fresh, innovative. Hey, let's go places. Let's go jump. Uh, and, uh, and the industry's looking for that. And I think organizations are looking for that too. So it's not going away. Uh, it's going to get more strategic and bigger and faster. And we just need, we need young, young people in this, in this industry. Yeah. And, and I know you are a big reader and advocate of, of reading. Um, and, and I believe for uh, employees first coming into McGowan Braybender, you always recommend a, a specific book, maybe on the healthcare industry in general, or, or it might just be leadership. Um, can you share what that book is or, or one that you would suggest that, you know, if someone's interested in, in this industry or learning more, what would be a good place to start? Gosh, I mean, we, we give everyone this beautiful little book called Johnny the Bagger, and it's just a book about a little boy who decided to make a difference in people's lives in a grocery store uh, and to write a personal note and drop it in the bag of every single you know customer that came into a grocery store. And it changed the landscape of a grocery store overnight. And so what we tell our workforce is, hey, if Johnny can figure that out and just caring, then anybody can figure that out. And so it all starts with, um, with a passion to make a difference. And this industry needs a lot of people from the neck up. I got a book today, and it is called Deadly Spin. The insurance company Insider speaks out on how corporate PR is killing healthcare and deceiving Americans. It is a great book. It's a truth teller in regards to we have insurance companies, health systems, doctors, PBMs. Um, all of the shenanigans inside of that, all we need is knowledge and information, unbiased knowledge and information, and we can make a difference. Yeah, my next question was going to be, what are you currently reading? But I guess you answered that one for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that reminds me of um, American Sickness uh, by uh, Rosenthal, which I think is a tremendous read for anyone entering the healthcare space um, or, or even outside just to know, as you mentioned, all the different players, um, how things originally were set up and designed, what healthcare and insurance was for, and then obviously <laughs> where we are today and, and how everything has landed. It's, uh, it's a good read too. So, all right. I'm writing a white paper right now called um, the acronym. I'm not a big fan of, but it's true. So it's the system's fat. And the F is for, we have this just fragmented economic motives. So they're fragmented, whether it be government, public, health systems, doctors. The second, uh, and this is where Springbok really steps in. So we have an absence of equitable public health. So in regards to where that, by region, by market. And then the last one is really transformation that's misaligned. It's like Star Wars out there, all this innovation coming towards us, but it's misaligned and normally not centric back to the customer. Uh, And really, you know, there's a saying that I use all the time, you know, ignorance is not the absence of information, it's the perception you have it. We have so many people that think they understand this industry, but you have to look at the entire picture, well, just like data. I mean, if I just looked at one report, it doesn't tell me the entire story. When I look at all of it, it tells a compelling story back. 
That's a that's a great uh, comparison there. I think a lot of people will understand it when you put it in those terms for sure. All right, we've got one last question for you. This one is probably the most challenging of all. Um, if you had <laughs> one free day to do anything you wanted, what would you do? Well, you know, I'm a grandfather, so I'm going to show my age. I'm 56. Uh, I've been married to my best friend for 34 years. Her name's Lori. I've got a uh, daughter-in-law, Courtney and Jack, and my son, Taylor and Megan, and two grandkids, Jackson, who's five, and Ellison, that's two. Uh, by far, I mean, as I'm older, you know, I wish I could be go back in time and maybe be the father that I could have been. And we all make mistakes. But as a grandfather, I'm, I have more patience. I can I can lean into the lives in a different way. I observe things that that they're doing. And so any day I can spend with them uh, is probably um, the best day of the week by far. Well, wow, it's probably great. gonna be the best answer we ever get for that. So <laughs> Yep, that's it. This is the last podcast episode you'll ever hear. <laughs> well said. Uh, Mike, I'm curious, what would you do? Well, I was too busy just trying to fight back tears over here. I didn't really put too much thought into it. Um Man, I uh, my wife and I do not have any children yet at this point, so um but we have a dog, but I now that I'm remote, I spend every day with him always. So would probably try to. Uh, I think Scott, I shared before my former profession was uh, being a professional musician. Um, I was a drummer. I would probably go back on tour for a day, maybe just play a, another show uh, in front of like friends, family, and kind of just be free on that stage. I think that would be a really fun thing to do. What about you, Jen? Very cool. It would definitely be, uh, there would be no work involved per se. Um, <laughs> it would be a day off with the kids. Um, I find baking and cooking is like my way of calming myself down at the end, not calming myself down, but like a relaxation kind of at the end of the day. So I would spend the day making a huge meal probably for for dinner so um i really enjoy that and yeah i enjoy serving people on that uh that method too so i'd say that's how i would use it very good well, maybe well, you can make us maybe you can make us dinner fair yeah deal yeah. i will okay. i will tell good. you i made uh what i thought was a fantastic lemon zucchini bread last week someone had you know it's in season now so someone from there um uh, from their yard had given me a zucchini that they grew, um, which was huge, but um, made two wonderful loaves of that. It was delicious. That's funny. I didn't get any of that zucchini bread well, we'll uh, delivered at now, my door. So, okay, you know. got it. <laughs> it's, it's in the mail. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, well, Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, good to catch up, and, and thank you for your unique answers. I think everyone can pull something from that, especially as you, you spoke about culture and just your experience within healthcare. Again, we really can't thank you enough for having you on today. Well, thanks for having me too. I really, uh, I appreciate both of you a lot. Bet. Likewise. And that's it uh, for this episode of Healthcare on the Rocks, Employee Benefits with a Twist. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate us or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. That helps other people find the show and lets us know what you like. And you can find more information about our guests and links to resources we discussed on today's program on our website at springbuck.com forward slash podcast. Cheers. Cheers.